This is Gamco on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate with a focus on finals Jeffers. I couldn't have been happier Friday night when the Cats knocked off the Eagles. Whoa. I did not see that coming. Not at all. Yeah, neither did I, but I'm so glad the Tigers don't have to take on the <laughs> the Eagles at all. They I think our producer I think Sterling the producer just wants a little shout out because he uh, tipped the Cats, which I'm calling a massive fluke. Yeah, huge fluke. <coughs> and he's been terrible at tipping all year, so doesn't surprise me <laughs> that he tipped that. We've got our AFL expert at the raw.com.au joining us, Adrian Polycantritus. How are you, mate? I'm well. Well, thanks, guys. Let's jump straight into it, guys. The biggest topic, the guy that keeps making headlines after every time he steps onto the field, and we all love seeing him play, Toby Green. Should he have been suspended, Adrian? Or should he be? Or should he be uh, suspended, Adrian? Sorry. I don't I don't think so, based on that one act. Um, but if the AFL has just had enough and they just want to suspend him for being a knucklehead, then I don't think anyone would be too upset about it. I reckon Giants fans might, and the Giants yeah. certainly would. I mean, I think the problem here is that based on the footage of what Toby Green on Saturday, uh, did on Saturday night, um, there is insufficient evidence to, to prove that it's intentional um, contact to the eyes, which is what he's been charged for. And the problem there is that if the AFL really wanted to, you know, I suppose send a bit of a message to Toby Green to tell him to stop doing dirty crap on the field, um, they had the chance the week before where what he did to Marcus Bontempelli, there's far more untoward evidence there, the footage far more clear cut, um, send him straight to the tribunal in a in what seemed to be a message that he was going to get a hefty suspension and then he gets a fine. Like To me, this is the AFL ballsing it up a week earlier and then trying to make amends a week later where there is, you know, there's really not the case there, and I think he's going to get end up getting off because I think this will fall apart at the tribunal. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I, I don't even see it really as a contact to the eyes. It looks like he's just gone in with a cheap little punch, but he's kind of a that master of the dark arts, isn't he? So he's. I, I think I was looking it up. He's been he's been charged seventeen times since 2012, and like thirteen of them are fines. So he keeps finding ways to get away with it. Um, I guess this is one where, like, if it happens in round three, they probably suspend him and no one thinks anything of it. But it's hard to see him missing a prelim for it when, when it's something so so borderline, really. Yeah, that's it. And, I mean, Chris Fagan probably has made his case a, a little easier by saying that um, you know, Neil felt contact to the to the nose uh, rather than the eye. Now, it's a, it's a pretty interesting uh, defence. Like, oh, no, Your Honour, I didn't touch his eyes. I just punched him in the nose. Exactly. Um, but he's being charged for making unreasonable or unnecessary contact to the eye region, which is pretty specific, unless you've got a really strange nose that hooks up towards your forehead. It's probably hard to argue that uh, making or punching someone in the nose uh, would make you guilty of that. So I think Toby Green's going to be all right. Jeez, he just shouldn't have been playing last week, though. He should have been playing last week. Keep the champions on the field. That's my argument. Uh, no, that's a terrible argument. The AFL, <laughs> the AFL has absolutely lost their mind if they suspend him this week. No, well, And last week. They've lost their mind. No, well, that's the thing. They If they suspended him this week, it would have been a massive misstep. But had they done it the week before, surely there's no reasonable argument against him getting suspended okay. for marking, uh, you know, roughing up Marcus Bontempelli the way he did. And I'm sure... Uh, 
I'm sure the resident Bulldog fan amongst us would, would agree on that front. Adrian gave him I, five weeks. I actually don't really have an issue with him not getting suspended last week. Oh, damn. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> it, good it, place is, it is kind of incredible that he then went and, and has done this again after yeah. after ending up the tribunal. Like, it's, it's pretty hard to fathom, really. Uh, let's jump into the Giants game. They take on the Pies. Can they win it without him, and can they win it with him? Yes, and yes. Yeah, I think they can. Um, he obviously makes it a lot tougher if he's out because he's a star. He's had just kicked, I think, five goals in the two finals, had 20 touches each time. He's maybe been their best player, but I think they can win either way. Yeah, I think he's crucial to... I'm not sure... I mean, both teams have been a bit flaky over the past, certainly the second half of the season. Um, I think the Pies will be less happy about playing the Giants than the prospect of playing the Lions. Um, but I, I think Green is crucial. I think if he plays, the Giants go into this one as favourites. I think if he gets rubbed out, um, then then Collingwood will be favoured to progress. I think the, the it's weird to say he brings composure to the Giants' forward line, given he acts like an absolute idiot on the field sometimes. But he is he has provided that. Um, it's certainly when the ball's in play and he doesn't have an opportunity to throw his hands in people's faces. So he's going to be crucial for them. Um, I, I think the Giants, either way, are going to be a serious chance of winning this one. The only thing that makes me a bit nervous about it is their horrendous record at the MCG. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with all that. Uh, all right, well, that is all that we got time for there on the Giants game. This is Game of Codes on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate with a focus on finals. Let's look at the Brisbane Lions. How do they avoid doing what Melbourne have done this year in 2020, Adrian? Uh, keep their players on the park, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that'll be the first point. Don't recruit um, Stephen May. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't so, trade Jesse think- Hogan. That's, There's a yeah, couple. That, that's a good sign. Like, they'll, they'll lose Hodge, obviously, but they, they're pretty short up everywhere else. Um, I had a look, though. They had 18 players play 20 games this year, so they had a really good run of health, and they, that luck ran out a bit at the end like, with Robinson and then Cameron in the final. So it can turn pretty quickly, but um, the main thing is just if they can just keep their players out there um, for the most part. They're, they're, they're very well balanced. Uh, they're right in the right age bracket for most most of the way through the list. So I think health is just the biggest factor. Yeah, yeah. That and you know, as you've said, Adrian, they they had a good run this year and you know, inevitably that tends to even out and teams that get a good run will eventually have a bad run. Um, Luke Hodges' retirement is gonna hurt them from an experience point of view. And I, I think I know uh I know you got a bit sick of the commentators carrying on about old Hodgie Petho, but oh, uh, <laughs> God, don't start me on that. Well, I will because <laughs> I think you know, given how poorly Brisbane started the semi-final on Saturday night, having someone of his experience undoubtedly would have helped with that. Um, but that's also a really good sign for the Lions going forward because you know, remember with Melbourne last year, they had that preliminary final loss to the Eagles where they started terribly and then finished terribly just as an absolute mess of a, a knockout match. The fact that Brisbane were able to come back after an early was a four-goal deficit in the first quarter, the fact they were able to come back from that, make a game of it, well, not just make a game of it, make a classic of it, um, that that bodes really well, um, particularly when you consider they've got a lot of guys who aren't that old, um, you know, Lockie Neal's still 26, uh, Charlie Cameron's 25, Hipwood 22, um, 
Cam Rainer's only 19. There's He looked good in finals as he well. He looked like he belonged the finals. There. Absolutely. Um, so the fact they were able to avoid getting, uh, getting blown off the park after going down early um, against a side that has a lot of finals experience, that bodes really well for Brisbane. I think, you know, clean bill of health. Don't trade your key forward for a defender who might not play that much. They'll, they'll be all right next year, I think. What's the pass yeah. mark for them? 2020 season, Adrian? Our oh, finals again, um, probably. That, if they'd, they'd want to be the second week again, I, I could see them. For, I mean, I could see them going sort of eleven and eleven and, and finishing ninth. But I reckon if they're around that four to six mark again next year, that's what they should be aiming for. Just to back up what they've done this year. Yeah, I think they're going to drop off a bit. They were such a surprise, um, such a surprise team this year. No one had them. Certainly in the top in the top two, um, no one really had them in the top four going going into the season. So to see them do as well as they did was a massive surprise. Um, something that's going to play against them next year because they're going to have a tougher draw. I think they only played um, the top eight teams this year eight times, uh, matches which they split. So that that's going to make things tricky for them in terms of a pass mark. Um, I think. They'd certainly be aiming for a comparable season next year, second week of finals. I think uh, top four will be a bit too much of an ask, but I, I can see them um, finishing kind of fifth or sixth, uh, winning their qualifying, uh, their elimination final, making it through to the second week. I think that's a, a pretty reasonable bar to set for this team. Um, and, you know, let's not forget, they're, they're still in the relatively early stages of Chris Fagan's tenure with the club. He's been there, what, it was three or four years? Three years? Um, you know, the fact they've been able to progress so much in such a short span of time, still got a pretty young list, um, as we mentioned earlier. One minute. And their defence is also really strong as well. So I think there are so many factors in their favour. I don't think we're going to see too much of a drop-off from them um, in 2020. We'll see a little bit, um, but I think that's only to be expected. They're going to have a tougher draw as well, of course, this year. Um, Who are the players that you think need to improve for them to take the next step and actually have a crack at the Premiership next year? Who has room for improvement? Well, Rain is the the one that you guys have already mentioned. He, He had a pretty ordinary year. Um, but he, he showed some really exciting flashes in, in the final. So, I mean, he's the number one pick. If he can take the next step, um, he'll make a big difference. And then you just like incremental stuff, like a guy like Jared Berry had a good year. He, if he can get a bit better, um, they need to get something out of the second key defender because Marcus Adams looks really ordinary in those two finals. Um, Harris Andrews is, is the star now. So, if they can get one more guy there or maybe a Dan McStay to, to step up a little bit. It'll just be incremental stuff, I think, across the board. Well, that's all we got time for, and I'd just like to clear up. I don't think Luke Hodge is a bad player. I just think when he hits a 15-metre <laughs> drop punt, we don't need to stop the world and talk about it for 20 minutes. Oh, not, nice drop punt, but <laughs> This is a Game of Codes on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate. Joined by Adrian Polycantritis, uh, AFL expert at theraw.com.au. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, guys. On the Raw Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.